the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, we can live with the favor of God's miraculous blessing on us daily. It can be a daily event in our lives. He's the almighty, everlasting Father who cares for us with an everlasting love, meaning His love knows no end. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Miracles still happen. And I believe there's going to be miracles here this morning. Not tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, but right now, right now this morning, as we look to the Lord who is present to help us, to care for us. We're His children. We're His babies. We're in His house. This is Father's house. And He desires to bless us with His almighty power. That's why He has this almighty power to bring blessing and healing and wholeness and answer to prayer into our lives. So he's ready. Am I ready? Are you ready? Now last week we looked at the miracle, the very first miracle of Jesus turning water into wine. We read or the same, only read the same scripture that was read last week. I addressed all of the verses 1 through 10. John chapter 2, 1 through 10. I did not address verse 11. I am this morning. We're going to look at it together. Now, open your Bible. Open your Bible. I want you to look at, the, look at your Bible. Hold it in your hand. Touch it. It won't hurt you. It won't burn your fingers. <laughs> Hold it in your hand and in unison read John chapter 2, verse 11. Read the whole thing, this, that whole verse, chapter 11. In unison, this the first of his miracles, signs, Jesus performed in Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. It was a great and marvelous event, the beginning of his miracles. Now notice on the screen, this, the first of his miraculous signs. But it wasn't the last of his miraculous signs. And why shouldn't he continue today? Why should he just perform miracles in the New Testament time and not do them today? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Scripture says. And so what he did then, he's telling us he can do it again today. Why would he say the first if he's not going to do them anymore? But he performed many in the New Testament, and he is performing them today. Friend, we can live with the favor of God's miraculous blessing on us daily. It can be a daily event in our lives. He's the almighty, everlasting Father 
who cares for us with an everlasting love, meaning his love knows no end. It goes on forever and ever. It always was, it always, it is, it always shall be. And his power knows no limits. His power knows no boundaries. Now, there's going to be a miracle, many miracles. There's going to be many answers to prayer, many of God's interventions in our lives as we look to him and trust in him. Listen to me now. Just get this. Get this in Jesus' name. Get what I'm going to say now. Jesus is someone who does things, not someone who did things. Did you get that? He is someone who does things now, not someone who did things. Now, here's one of the big dangers of Christianity everywhere, everywhere. One of the big dangers of Christianity is to think Jesus is somebody to be remembered instead of somebody to be met and personally experienced. There's a lot of people remembering Jesus, but very few experiencing Jesus. And this is what Jesus wants more than anything else. He wants to be known, to be loved back, to be experienced. We had the small group. What a wonderful time it is to have fellowship. The lady says it was difficult being closed into a house with these little children and no one to fellowship with. Jesus wants fellowship. He wants your fellowship. He died on the cross and took our sins to wash them away so that he could come to us and we could come to him and sin wouldn't block us. He wants our fellowship. He wants to be known among us today. Now, there are three words that describe the word miracle. And when I looked at the Greek, the Hebrew, and the Latin, here they are. Three words. You have them in your bulletin right now. What are they? Wonder. A miracle is a wonder. A miracle is something that we, we look at it, we stand back, and we wonder. We know that we could not do that miracle ourselves, and we wonder how it was done. No wonder his name is called Wonderful. Wonder. Full, full of wonder, full of love, full of grace, wonder. What's the next word? Power. Power. In a miracle, there is the power of God released. God comes in a very special way and he releases his power into our situation, into our circumstances. His power comes and connects with our need. And the third word, what is the third word? Sign. Sign. A miracle is a sign that always points back to God. If you have a miracle and all you do is look at the miracle, then the true event that God was hoping and praying that you would receive, you didn't receive. A miracle always points back to God and his character that is wonderful, that is full of love, that is full of mercy. When a miracle happens, you come away looking to God and saying, you're wonderful. You are unfailing love. You are mercy. You are compassion. You are full of care. So a miracle is wonder. A miracle is power. And a miracle is a sign. Now, why am I telling you this today? 
because when the miracle takes place that you're praying for, you will stand back and wonder at it. How did he do it? I couldn't do that. That's a wonder. Now, I'm telling you this not to give you some Latin and Greek and Hebrew words and show you just what a great scholar I am. (laughs) But I'm giving you these words, these definitions, so that you can experience the wonder of God doing something very special in your life. And then the power of God coming in in great force, a power that in your weakness, your humanity, you couldn't do it. And then the power of God comes in and connects and bonds and meets that need in your life. And then the last would be a sign that would cause you to look back and say, praise God from whom all blessings flow, giving praise and thanks to him. Friend, when that miracle happens, if it's a true miracle, these three words, these three expressions These three emotions are going to be in it. He wants to reveal his glory. Why would he want to put his glory under a bushel and hide it from you? What good would that do you or him? He wouldn't be praised and you wouldn't be helped. He thus revealed his glory. Glory. Now, what is glory? Glory is a manifestation of the beauty and the splendor of God. Now, when he comes and performs that miracle in your life, something in your life is going to be changed into something beautiful. It's going to be changed into something that is spectacular and splendor. It's going to be a lofty expression of God in you. It's going to happen to you and it's going to happen in you. Loftiness. Splendor, glory. He wants to reveal that and bring that power and that beauty and that loftiness into your life. Friend, if your life doesn't have the beauty in it, if there is a dullness, a sadness, a dismalness, if sadness, things gone wrong, and that sadness has just overshadowed you like a curtain. It's, it's like a, a London fog has moved in and you're walking through the fog, not really knowing where to go and hoping the fog will go away. It'll go away when Christ, the light of the world comes. When Jesus makes his appearance to you in your life, in your family, in your marriage, in your finances, that miracle taking place, bringing beauty of Christ in you, then that miracle has happened and you will come away with great praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. In Luke chapter 9, Jesus took James and John and Peter to a mount later known and now known as the Mount of Transfiguration. Now the scripture says when Jesus prayed, now notice that happens when you pray. If you just sit back and wait or just sit back and complain or, or, or It's not going to happen. I can certainly tell you when a miracle won't happen. But according to the word of God, I can tell you when it will happen. Notice, when Jesus prayed, the scripture says his face, his countenance changed. Something happened. A cloud came over that mountain where those four men were. One of them being Jesus. The other three, Peter, James, and John. 
a cloud came over. And they looked and they said when he prayed, his face changed. Friend, God will take care of that sour expression. (laughs) He knows how to do it. (laughs) And put a smile. I don't know whether it's the snow or the cold weather, but I don't know what's wrong with this congregation today. (laughs) But his countenance changed. The glory of God came upon him. And the scripture says his clothes became white and bright, brighter than the lightning. And then a voice came out of that cloud. Friends, listen, don't despise the cloud. When the cloud comes, pray. Look to the Lord. You're going to hear something from that cloud. You're going to experience something from that cloud. And when you hear the voice of God, like you're hearing it now, or you hear the voice of God when you're reading the word of God, out of that cloud will come brightness, splendor, and glory into your life exactly where you need it in your life. Can somebody say amen today? This is God's holy word for God's holy people. The scripture says in Matthew 4, the people living in darkness. Some people just live in the shadow all the time. There's been a shadow, a disappointment, a setback, something gone wrong, something negative has put a shadow over their life. And they live in the shadow. But listen, the people living in the darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Now, this certainly speaks of Jesus coming to redeem Israel and his people. But I believe it has a connection to those today who are seeking God, who need God. There are too many of us living in the shadow We don't need to live in the shadow. God comes through Jesus and the scripture says in verse 11, John chapter 2, to reveal his glory. He wants to reveal his splendor. He wants to reveal his beauty. He wants to reveal his loftiness. Make you beautiful. Make your life beautiful. Make your life lofty. Lifting it up in resurrection and in power. Jesus reveals his glory. Now, where did he reveal this glory? The scripture says in Cana of Galilee. Now, that was a no place. As I said last week, and those of you who were here last week, you have the foundation to what I'm saying today. And I'm picking up and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with with last week and and moving this message right in, right forward. Cana of Galilee was a no place. That's where peasants lived. Peasants, people who worked with their hands, who tilled, toiled the soil. Jesus was a carpenter. Joseph was a carpenter. These were people uneducated, not, not of rank, uh, uh, not, not of, not of uh, pre- prestige at all. But whether you are of rank and prestige or whether you're a peasant working with your hands, it doesn't really matter to Jesus. He loves us all equally and will bless us. If, if we will come to him, he will reveal his glory. He will do that. And here, Jesus, at this wedding, of all places, to do a miracle. Does your wedding need a miracle in it today? (laughs) Of all places. Now, I don't know what what that means, but sometimes when people are getting married, friend, you're going to have to help me. They'll, They'll go down to Macy's, and they'll put their name on deposit or something like that, and then people can go in and... What do they call it? A guest registry. A, a guest register. A guest register. You go in and get your gift. Well, Jesus has a guest register. <laughs> and can you imagine a wedding gift like he gave that young couple? 
turning water into wine. Now, this was no doubt, as I said last week, a, a part of his family, perhaps his extended family, cousins, because Jesus and Mary, his mother, had the right to order the servants. And so they, they had a, a strategic place in that wedding. And what a gift Jesus came. And he still gives gifts. Wherever you need a gift today, look to him. Look to him. He's the one that blesses and gives the gift. Now it says in John 1.14, listen to this. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. We have seen his glory. Oh, when you're going to be able to say that. What a testimony that's going to be. They saw it. Now you're going to be able to see it. We have seen his glory. That's the loftiness, the splendor, the beauty, the brightness, the light of him who is the light of the world. We have seen it personally. Not just read about it, preach about it, sing about it. But personally, we have experienced it. That's going to be your testimony. He revealed himself. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Notice, the word became flesh. It wasn't always flesh. Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, the triune Godhead were together when the world was being created in the Old Testament. In Genesis chapter 1, the first six days and long even before that, Jesus was there with the Father. But then Jesus became flesh. He came to this earth. He became one like us so that he could experience all of the difficulties that people on earth experience. And now when we pray, we're praying to someone who knows what it feels like to go through what you're praying about. He knows what it is. He became flesh. Now, in flesh, he now can come to you and experience what your flesh is experiencing. He now knows it or knew it in his flesh And he will never forget. He will always remember. He now will cooperate with you. And if you will cooperate with him. And he will bring his glory and his splendor. He will enter into that fog. He will enter into that cloud. He will enter into that situation. He will. He will. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. This is the God that you had. And notice it says he made his dwelling among us. Now, that does not mean that Jesus is going to come and bless and then go away. No, he comes to dwell. He made his dwelling. How many miracles have you had? Well, you can have that many more. And again, that many more. And you can have a thousand miracles and God will not be the poor or the weaker when it's all said and done. When he performs miracle, he doesn't have to drop back and recoup and wait till the get, gain some more power again. No, his power never diminishes. And he has as many miracles as you need miracles. And as I need miracles. This is what he has. Now notice what it says here. It says, this was the first of his miraculous signs he performed. He thus revealed his glory. And then it concludes, and his disciples put their faith in him. Now they already had faith in him. But that miracle opened A door, I'll call it a door, an opportunity, a a passageway for their faith to grow and become stronger and stronger. Floyd, you got a miracle, didn't you? Yeah, we thought we were going to lose you maybe. But you got a miracle. You're here today worshiping the Lord. The wonder of it all. The wonder, the power, the sign. Corinne got a wonder, a power, and a sign. And now what happens? 
our faith grows stronger. This is what it means that his disciples put their faith in him. It means their faith become more intense. That faith became stronger than, than before. They believed in him with a greater intensity, knowing I've experienced him. I've experienced his power. Oh, the wonder of it all. I experienced him whose name is wonderful. Friend, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever for all of us. Whatever life throws at us or brings to us or, or tries to become an obstacle to us, he's there to perform another miracle for us. And our faith will continue to grow and to develop in him. Notice it said the disciples put their faith in him. How about you and me putting our faith in him? That's what it's all about. Putting our faith in him. They put their faith in him. Their, their faith grew stronger. Now, when you read the Bible... You hear messages from the choir or solos or duets or whatever. You hear sermons. You're hearing the word of God. And when you hear the word of God, you take it to heart. You believe it. You apply it to your particular negative situation. God will perform a miracle as you put your faith in Jesus. And your faith then will become stronger. Stronger the next time. Now, we don't see faith growing. As I'm reading the word and preaching or teaching, that we're hearing the word and the word is coming in. Our faith starts to grow. You don't have to, you don't have to strain at it at all. You don't have to say, ooh, I want my faith to grow. I want my faith to grow. I want to become strong in faith. I want more miracles in my life. Friend, all you need to do is look to the word of God in sermons that are preached and choir numbers, in songs, in prayers, in testimonies. Just take it in. Just start taking it in. Just sit back and take it in. Your faith will grow. It'll grow strong. You won't even notice that it is growing, but it will be growing. This is what the Bible says. Your faith will become strong and it will continue to grow. But you won't know when or where or under what, but you will know under what circumstances. And then when you need it, it'll come forth. It's, it's sort of like the grass growing. You mow the grass and in a week or two you look again and say, well, when did that happen? It's, you know, it just grew without me seeing it. So faith is not difficult to come by. This is all you need to do. Be consistent with God and his word. And that consistency with the word will develop your faith. And then when the need arises or the crisis comes uh, or the, whatever the circumstances, your faith will be there and it'll automatically just come forth. Faith, developing of faith is not a hard thing. Someone said, oh, I wish I had faith like so-and-so. Well, so-and-so has been in the word. And anybody that's in the word, in the word, that person will have faith. Faith will grow. The Lord is here. Friend, this can be your first miracle can happen this morning. This can be the first of his miracles for you, your life. Or it can be the, the tenth miracle. Or it can be the, the hundredth answer to prayer. It just goes on and on. God loves you and as long as you're here, you will have Jesus as you look to him, trust him, obey him and walk with him. And your faith will grow and grow and grow. And you will experience wonder, power, and signs in your life that will bring you to Jesus and experience great power, the great power of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. It's birthday number one. It's Christmas, Jesus' birthday. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Friend, there's a star in your sky. Look up, believe, experience the brightness of new life in Christ. Say with the wise men of old, we have seen his star and have come to worship him, the one born king. Friend, the scripture says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. My prayer for you and your family this Christmas season is that you may have the gladness of Christmas, which is hope, the spirit of Christmas, which is peace, the heart of Christmas, which is love. I'm Pastor Jack Morris of the Largo Community Church in Mitchellville, Maryland, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Join us this Sunday for a Christmas celebration at the Largo Community Church. Service times are 9 and 11 o'clock, and there's plenty of room for the whole family. For more information, please visit LargoCC.org. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.